This is the Oklahoma Talking Company. Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I ever heard in all my life. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks for coming round again. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Hello and welcome, everybody. This is the OKC Show, and I am your host, Jason Baffrey. It is a pleasure to be with you once again. Do you work in business in Oklahoma City? If you do, this is going to be a show that you want to pay special attention to. Uh, I've been involved in different business endeavors throughout my career, and often a big and important part of that is business networking. You go to these groups, whether it be a chamber or a specific networking group, and you walk in and you feel like a wallflower and you have your name tag and you often feel uncomfortable and they put you on spot to do a 15-second diatribe on everything that you do in your career and your business. And ultimately, some of those work and and some don't. But today we have a guest with us who uh, has a new and specialized way of approaching that, and, and I'm going to let him tell you more about it. And our guest today is Mr. Trey Bowden. And Trey, you have uh, an organization called The Givers. Well, yes, we do. We're guilty of that. <laughs> uh, we're guilty of giving. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and so it is a completely different approach to business and business networking. Yeah, we call it the Unnetworked Marketing Networking Group. That's an interesting way of approaching it. Well, uh, basically, when we were first getting started a couple of years ago, uh, I was talking with some of the guys, and I said, how, how, what do we do with this thing? How do we call it? Uh, what do we call it? And uh, we kept coming back to Fight Club. You remember the old movie Fight Club? Oh, absolutely. Brad Pitt, you know. And what's the number one rule about Fight Club? You don't talk about you Fight Club. You don't talk about Fight Club. And so when you walk through the door of a giver's meeting and you attend, it ceases to be about you. We have three guiding principles, and uh, actually the first one is you shouldn't have to pay to play. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is business networking should be free. Yeah, and most of the business networking events that I've been to, there's an annual fee or a monthly fee or something that comes along with it. Yeah, and there's dues, sometimes weekly or monthly dues that go with it. We don't don't go with that. Uh, We should – we believe that business networking should be free. The other part of that is – uh, one of the reasons they make you pay is for the exclusivity of the seat. So nobody that is in your particular business, say you're a financial planner, nobody else can be a financial planner. If you're a realtor, uh, nobody else can be a realtor. Well, we don't believe that either. We believe there is an abundance of business. And you really should partner with people that do the same thing you do because they're not going to get every deal and you're not going to get every deal. Why not have some trusted referral partners that do the same thing you do that you can refer people to knowing that they're going to be taken care of not taken advantage of mm-hmm. and so it's uh, it's not about you it's it's uh it's you don't have to pay to play it is uh, open to multiple people I'm, i have to happen to own a mortgage company and we have about seven or eight different mortgage lenders that are in that group. In the uh, 700 and plus people that call themselves givers now there are over 60 realtors about wow. 14 financial planners, and we all get along and play pretty with each other. Yeah, that's yeah. great. So that's the first law. It is you shouldn't have to pay to play. Number two is that we don't take attendance. Every group you ever go to takes attendance. Right. 
And if you're not there, you have to have somebody stand in your place and be ready to speak for you and blah, 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 blah. We don't take attendance because we believe that people vote with their feet and butt. And if they're getting something out of it, they're going to be there. Yeah. Uh, last time I checked, the same thing happens in church, in school, and in relationships, even marriage. If you're getting something out of it, you're going to stick around. Sure. So that forces me, who leads the group all the time, to stay on target, to make these sessions something that is beneficial to these people. Mm-hmm. And it forces me to continue to try to encourage everyone to build relationships this way. And then the third guiding principle is that when you walk through the door, it ceases to be about you. I teach this principle all the time. I am not the main character of my own life story. And so when I meet people at the door, which I regularly do, they'll come in and they've got their name tag on and they've got stack of business cards and they're looking for a way to hand out all these business cards. And I'll stop them at the door and I'll engage them in a conversation. And I'll say, Jason, who invited you to givers today? And Jason would say, you would say, well, so-and-so, Larry invited me. Mm-hmm. Oh, Larry, what a great guy. <laughs> you know what, Jason? I'm so glad he invited you, and I'm glad you're here. We have a rule, and that is that when you walk through this door, it ceases to be about you. Everybody else in the room has already adopted that attitude. So can you imagine what it's like when you go into the room and nobody's first thinking about themselves, but they're thinking about how can I serve you? And they say, well, that'd be really great. And I said, so, since it's not about you, and then I look at their name tag and just stare at it. <laughs> and they get the idea and they take it. Oh, I'll take it off. Yeah. Thank you very much. So yeah, that's kind of who we are and what we do, but there's other things about it, but that's kind of the setup. Sure. Talk a little bit about the history. I mean, you started this, but what led you to this? Uh, poverty. Poverty? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a necessity is a great mother of invention. Yes, it is. Um, I've been in the mortgage industry since 2002, and I've uh, been on my own since 2004. And um, in 07, we all know what happened to the mortgage industry and the real estate industry. Uh, it, 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 it just collapsed. Mm-hmm. And so here in Oklahoma, it did the same thing. So um, I looked at the tax returns from 07 to 2010, and I sat down with my wife, and I I looked at her, and I said, it's only by the grace of God that we made it through. And so I began to pray, God, there has got to be a better way to do business. And I prayed that prayer consistently for a solid year. I'm not kidding, a year. God, there's got to be a better way to do business. And I just said, whatever it is, show me, and I'll do it. No, 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 there's no, uh, no, no, no exceptions. Whatever you tell me to do, I'll do it. And uh, he had to clean me out of some things to be ready to do it. And then I'm driving to an appointment one day after been praying that prayer for a year. And just as clear as I'm looking at you across the studio here, God gave me a vision. And that vision was me standing up in front of about 20 people doing what I love to do, and that's to speak into their lives. And we're doing life together in this vision, and we're doing business together. And I, I kind of smiled, and, and uh, the Spirit of God just – just drove this deep into my heart that this is what I'm supposed to do. And I said, God, that's great, but how do you do that in business? And I prayed that prayer for almost another year before I really began to see how to do it. So two years of prayer went into this, and I began to teach some men just some principles of giving. And one of the fundamental principles is found in John three sixteen. I bet you even know that. It says, for God so loved the world that he 
Gave his one and only son. Gave. Gave, yes. We were created to live an abundant life. We were created to be godlike. Adam and Eve in the garden before sin entered, they were completely godlike. Mm-hmm. And that's who we were created to be, but we're not. So if we were created to be godlike, I figure the best thing we can do is to teach people to be godlike as best they can. That opens up an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to start working in their lives and they begin to hear the gospel. Yeah. And so how do you adapt that to the mortgage industry? (laughs) Well, you know, people would think it would be very difficult to do. But if you look at it from the standpoint of what does it mean to give, well, to give truly means to serve. Serving is giving, and giving is serving. Uh, We are serving one another right now. Sure. Um, you gave me the opportunity to be on this show, and that served me. At the same time, I am serving you by helping you have a well, – hope, well, I hope it's going to be an interesting show. Yeah. And other people will find value in this. That's serving. That's giving. That's Christ-likeness because I have no expectations from you other than this episode right here. Well, that's good. That uh, that helps me out a lot. <laughs> so, so what I teach, and I begin to teach a lot of these people this uh, during this first two years, the difference between expectation and anticipation. When we give or serve with expectation of getting something back, we're giving with attachment. And we are giving in such a way that we are dictating the way we want that return to come back into our lives. Mm-hmm. That's not giving. That is manipulation. A lot of people think if I negotiate for a win-win, that's a good thing. Win-win is just another way of keeping score. Right. Giving says I'm going to give without attachment to you. Because when I give without attachment, what happens is then I am open to the abundance that God wants to give me from wherever he wants to give it to me whenever he wants to provide it. And when I give and serve that way, it is an inviolable biblical principle. It will return to me. Give and it shall be given to you. Good measure. Press down, shake it together, running over. The reason most of us fail to receive is because we either give with conditions on the fact that you're going to give back to me, or we give with expectation that it's going to come back to you. And when it doesn't come back to me from you because I've given something to you, I feel violated. I feel hurt. And it's really quick step to become a victim at that point. And then I'm not going to give to you anymore. Um, I harbor bitterness and anger. That is not giving. Yeah, that's conditional giving. It is conditional giving, and that is not godlike. Right. So the way we do this is I begin teaching, here are the nine character qualities of a giver. And we know them from Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Those nine character qualities that Christ embodied completely and perfectly while he was on the earth. He was the best human giver that the world has ever seen. And so I teach these principles in a business way by teaching people we don't rip people off. We put their interests in front of our own. When you come to a giver for business, you're going to find that they're going to give you in value more than what you pay for. Yeah. And they're going to put your needs and interests first. 
And they're going to be authentic about it. It's not going to be something that they put a plastic face on because this ethic of being a giver runs congruent throughout their life. One of the biggest issues that we, we face in business world today is people think I have family ethics, I have church ethics, and I have business ethics. That is, that is wrong. There is just simply ethics. Yeah. And they run congruent through our lives. Or if they gonna, should. Or they should. Or if we're going to be Christ-like. Sure. So that's that's kind of how we blend it with business, whether it's the mortgage industry, the financial planning, or real estate, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So you started this. I mean, was it like you – I assume you didn't just go out into the garage and call some people over. But, I mean, how many people <laughs> did you have show up when you first decided to do a meeting? Um well, I actually didn't decide to do the meeting. Well, I guess I did in a way, but yeah. I was teaching some of these principles, and five of the men that I was meeting with independently said, can, can we talk more about this? Mm-hmm. And I said, sure, let's get together uh, Friday morning at 7 a.m. And they looked at me like I'd lost my mind. <laughs> and they said, why Friday morning at 7 a.m.? I just looked back at them, and I said, how bad do you want it? Yeah. And they said, we'll be there. That sounds a little cocky, but I wouldn't really mean it to be that way. I just wanted to find out where they were. And so five of us met at Panera Bread in Edmond, and we met there for a couple of weeks, and all of a sudden two more people started showing up. Well, we can't meet in the booth there at Panera Bread. One of the guys happened to be a Keller Williams real estate agent out of Edmond, Oklahoma. His name's Barrett Huffmeyer. He's still a good friend of mine today. And he's still a real estate agent there at Keller Williams. And they have a wonderful training facility on the second floor of that office there in Edmond, Oklahoma. And Barrett said, hey, I'm a real estate agent, and I know for a fact there's no real estate agents up at 7 a.m. We can use <laughs> we, we can use this facility for free. Yeah. So seven of us went there, and uh, about three weeks later, we were 12. And about a month later, we were 20. And it's just grown ever since because we don't charge for this. We don't take attendance. We cease to be about us when you walk through the door. It's about how can I serve you? And now, two years later, we have over 700 people who call themselves givers. And we were reached out to uh, to begin meeting on Monday mornings and Friday mornings by the Gellardia Country Club. They reached out to us and invited us to come and hold our givers meetings there. God provides in some really cool ways. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, And so, I mean, obviously you have a lot of what I would consider standard business people, bankers, real estate yeah. agents who mm-hmm. have been involved in networking in various uh, capacities mm-hmm. before, which I, I'm sure you have as well. So yeah. what has been the um, – has there been a, a transitional mindset change for these people when they come in? I mean, how does that, that work? Do they come in – I mean, you explain kind of when first guests come in with their name tags on, but once people kind of see what you do, what what is the response? <laughs> <laughs> Great question. Uh, and, and I've got story after story after story. I'll tell you one just to kind of give you an idea. Uh, one of the givers, uh, his name is Derek Brock, and he's a, a friend of mine. He was actually one of the first uh, five or seven people that, that began to come to the givers. And he has a business called Mad Science. And uh, uh, he goes into schools and and public events and corporate events and puts on science experiments for the children so that the parents can go play and do what they need to do. Oh, that's but cool. he goes into schools, too, and does it as supplemental for the uh, science teachers. And um, he was getting ready to do a statewide teachers' conference. And you know how they'll have the big – uh, sessions, and then they'll have the breakout sessions where they all go to the rooms around the around the arena. Well, he was one of the breakout sessions, and he thought, I'm going to try implementing the principle of the giver. 
most of the time when you go to these breakout sessions, it's somebody trying to sell you their service. Have me into your class or have me come to your event, and it's only going to be X number of dollars. Well, instead, he took the opposite approach, and he started doing the experiments involving the teachers that were there, having a great time with them, and he was telling them step by step how to do this experiment in their classroom. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he said, now, you don't need to worry about writing these things down. I have a whole stack of pre-printed paper, and I'm going to give you every experiment that I'm doing right now so you can take it back to your class and do it for yourselves. Wow. Now, you, you can hire me if you want, but I'm giving it to you so that you can do it for free. All of a sudden, that room, which was about half full within the next 20 minutes was completely packed, people sitting around the walls and standing up. Teachers were texting other teachers that were in the same other area in other classrooms to come and hear this guy because he's giving it away for free. Wow, that's amazing. What happened is, over the next few weeks, he was inundated with calls, his business has exploded, and now he's had to hire new staff, and he's actually bought a new franchise here in the state, also up in Tulsa, just because he gave it away. That kind of goes against common sense in a way. <laughs> it really does. But it is biblical. Yeah. Do you think that it? we have been trained, uh, anybody in business or, or even in life, that we've been trained a certain way by culture or the business world to perform a certain way that goes against the principles that you're speaking of? And we, the fact that you have people that are now relearning that and coming back to those original principles – um, and that's the way it's really supposed to be. Well, yeah, the default setting of man is selfishness. Uh, it's all about me. Uh, if you're not going to look out for yourself, nobody else will. And the business world that, or the business climate, I should say, where most of the world works, uh, follows that same pattern. For example, sales. If you are a salesperson, you're the one expected to go out meet new people, create new accounts, bring in the business, service the client, make sure all is well, and then go out and do it all over again. If you become very successful in sales, the corporate structure will recognize that you're making a whole lot of money. Mm -hmm. And more often than not, what they will do is they will change the compensation plan so that you don't make as much money. Now, that may mean they cut your commission or they raise the quota that you have to uh, sell in order to get continue to get the big commission. That work, That's counterintuitive. That's the corporation looking out for themselves instead of looking out for the people that are actually out there bringing in the business. Without them, they wouldn't have the business to put out the back door to deliver to the customers. Yeah. And so it's a backwards way of looking at things. We, as a business in my mortgage company, I'm there to serve my loan officers who are in turn there to serve the real estate agents, and the customers and everyone else. But their service to them is in direct proportion to my service to my loan officers. Now, service to my loan officers may mean I'm going to have to be a coach to you. So come on into my office, shut the door. We're going to have a very serious talk. But coaches do that. Yeah. But it, the, the whole purpose is not to get rid of them. It's to redeem them and to build them up. They'll take that attitude then and turn it back to the real estate agents and other referral partners that they work with and customers and have the same kind of love and redemptive spirit, and it grows and grows and grows. So we are teaching a different way of doing business, but more importantly, we're teaching a different way of doing life. Yeah. 
And, and people are responding to it well, I assume, if you've uh, grown from five guys to over 700. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Uh, it's growing so much that um, I've got multiple requests from people in various states all across the United States that have simply heard about what we're doing from friends of theirs here in Oklahoma City or from Facebook or Twitter posts, and they're reaching back out to me and they're saying, I want to start a givers group in my community. Will you help me do that? And so, yes, we're in a process uh, of of putting a board together, getting organized, and uh, I I write the curriculum. Uh, At the same time, I I run my mortgage company. So, you know, it's it's two full-time jobs, basically, but God's honoring it. We're having a great time doing it. Uh, But we'll be expanding into other states in the near future. and we'll just see where it goes from there. But it's 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 amazing. We got four groups now here in the city. Uh, one on Monday morning at Galardia Country Club, uh, one on Friday morning at Galardia, and then another one on Monday morning at the uh, Heyday uh, Entertainment Center at Indian Hills Road and I thirty five down in Norman, and then eleven thirty at the New York Life Building on Northwest Expressway, and. Uh, out of those four groups every week, we'll have between 250 and 300 people uh, attend those groups every week. And then uh, uh, they'll rotate through. Not everybody makes it every week, but mm-hmm. a lot of people just rotate through. But having that impact on people's lives is, is one of the most rewarding things I've ever done. Yeah. Did you set a goal for yourself as a, a number of people or number of groups that you would like to see that expand out of this? Or has it just been um, kind organic. of a genesis? Yeah, organic, yeah. Yeah, it's been organic up until now. However, um, to grow across the country is going to require some organization and sure. some financial backing. So I've actually put together a business plan and um, brought some very smart people in, smarter than me, to uh, – I basically laid the business plan out there and I handed them a steak knife and some A1 sauce and I said, have fun, fellas, cut it up, but let's make it better. Yeah. And that's what they're doing. But, but yeah, we've set some goals so that over the next two years – uh, we want to be in 100 cities throughout the country, and in the next uh, four years, we want to be in 200 cities around the country. And then if uh, if the opportunity arises, we'll uh, we'll branch out overseas. We've already had some requests from uh, Great Britain, New Zealand, and uh, uh, in uh, some of the Asian countries, too. So we're having to put those on hold for now. we got to grow into this thing. But it's just amazing uh, how things are beginning to open up. And the lives that we're beginning to touch is just fabulous. The businesses that are being changed and exploding with, with profitability. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, we're talking with Trey Bowden. He is the uh, president of Redbud Mortgage and also has started the Givers Group. And we're talking about that today. And uh, it's certainly a pleasure to have Trey in here. And we've talked a little bit about the history and, and what the goals have been and uh what has the response been, or do you get people that come from other networking organizations that are like, you know, you can't do this like this, this isn't the way that it's done, or, you know, I can't believe you're not charging, any of those types of things? Yeah, I have those questions all the time. Uh, in fact, once they attend the givers groups, uh, very often what will happen is they'll, be get, they'll begin to get more business referrals from other givers and the connections that they make through those givers than they were from their organization that they paid, and they'll not pay the other group and just come to givers all the time. Mm-hmm. And they finally get it. Uh, I've had other people say to me, 
uh, you, you do know that you could charge for this and make a lot of money. <laughs> and I said, yeah, but that's not the point. It kind of defeats the purpose of being a giver, doesn't it? I never thought about that. Yeah. My whole intent is to never charge a giver to be involved with the givers. Uh, I've also, just on the, on the, on the, the dark side of that, that equation that you just asked about, uh, I've had to have several conversations with people uh, and look them in the eye over a cup of coffee and say, this is about the third time that we've talked. You may not come back to the giver's meeting. Mm-hmm. And they look at me and they've said, what do you mean? I said, well, we've talked about this. You continue to hand out your cards to everybody. You continue to interrupt conversations and, and make it about you. You continue to hard sell everybody to buy your product or use your service. That's not what this group is about. You give so that you can receive. All you're doing is trying to receive, and you are not you're, – you're here polluting the culture. I cannot allow you to pollute my culture. And I've had people look at me and they say, who do you think you are? And I said, I'm the founder of the givers. And I make the rules. Yeah, pretty much. And you may up. not come back. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Yeah. And uh, I hate to have those conversations, but I have to protect my culture. Yeah. That's what we have is culture. Yeah, that's great. Now, speaking of culture, outside of, of what happens internally and, and the giving to each other through business, um, are, are there other uh, charitable activities that take place outside uh, as a group? There are. We're, we're always involved in uh, in various uh, charitable organizations. The interesting thing is, though, with the name Givers, we're always battling the preconception that we're just a bunch of wealthy people gathering our funds together so that we can make donations to various charitable organizations or cause-based support. Yeah. When in reality, what we are is about connecting the people that do attend, connecting them with true abundance. And true abundance is we were created to live an abundant life, but we don't live an abundant life because we're not properly connected to the abundance. And the other reason we don't live an abundant life is because we have misdefined abundance. We were created to live an abundant life, not abundant stuff. And that's how we define abundance. So we try to connect people with the true abundance, which is a capital T, the, and a capital A, abundance. Uh, you can read between the lines. I think anybody mm-hmm. can. Yeah. But we fight that um, that misconception that we're just here to make donations. Instead, in the near future, uh, we will have uh, an ancillary organization that's connected with the givers that is a nonprofit organization that will distribute funds that are donated. And they are this, this group already right now vets the organizations that we do support. For example, we got a golf tournament coming up later this month, and it's going to go to Annie's house. Uh, tomorrow, the uh, Walk for Life, we're involved in it. Anyway, we're involved in some things, but this organization, uh, this volunteers of givers, they choose the things that we will be involved and not be involved in. So that keeps us from uh, everybody coming up uh, on the spur of the moment and saying, hey, we want to su- can we announce this about our organization? Right. No, it has to go through the, the group here. So we are givers, but we give in such a way that it expands and enhances our abilities to give in the future. We don't give in a way that diminishes our ability to give in the future. We properly align ourselves with people and other givers who enhance and expand our abilities to give in the future. That's 
one of the one of the principles that we live by. Yeah, that's great. Um, in addition to being successful in business and uh, and and founding the the givers and the success that it is experiencing, um, you're a guy that has a fairly famous son now. <laughs> uh, and I know when I was growing up, I was always uh, Melvin's son, Melvin's son, and then I got uh-huh. to a point where he was Jason's dad, mm-hmm. and uh, you're you're David's dad, and. Uh, some people may recognize the name David Bowden. He is a very, uh, well, just an amazing spoken word poet, mm-hmm. uh, artist. Um, he's he's performed in different locations around the city and across the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find his videos on YouTube, and, and you have to be a, a proud papa. Uh, yeah, that's why I wear Velcro shirts, because the buttons <laughs> all popped off. Yeah. Uh, I'm so proud I stick my chest out. No, uh, David is a m- remarkable young man. Uh, and I am very proud of him. I tell him that all the time. Uh, but I'm proud of his work. I'm proud of the volume of work that he produces. I'm proud of his ability to stand up and for an, an hour and a half, uh, never miss a beat, never miss a word in, in so many poems. But I tell you what I'm most proud of him about, and that is the life choices that he has made. Yeah. Because whether or not he's a successful poet or not, the life that he leads and the life that he lives in front of other people demonstrates the character of Christ. That's what makes me as a dad the most proud. I don't care what he does for a living. Um, I'm just proud that he has chosen to live his life the way he does. Yeah, that's that's exciting and exceptional. And I'm very happy for you. I mean, uh, it's got to be great to, to see uh, everything that he does. Uh, and, and I've had the pleasure of meeting him on several occasions. And yeah. looking forward to having him on the OKC show sometime here in the near future, if you can uh, put in a good word for us. and uh, I think we could probably <laughs> do that. I'll be glad to do that. But uh, it, it's obvious where he gets some of his uh, speaking gift. So uh, well, it's, been, thank you. it's been great having you here on the show. You. Um, if people want to get more involved in Givers, uh, you, you mentioned the meetings. Is there a way they can look up information online or find, find yeah, out more? Yeah, we'll have a website going live very soon. It's uh, thegivers.info, thegivers.info. Or if you're on Facebook, you can just look up Givers OK, Givers OK on Facebook, and you can uh, request membership. You can find out a little bit about what's going on in the group. Uh, probably in the next week or two, the website will be up, givers.info. And uh, they can find out what they need to. From yeah, there. and let's run through the meetings uh, one more time. I know sure. you said Friday morning, 7 a.m. at Gallardia. Right. Uh, Monday morning also, 7 a.m. at Gallardia. Monday morning, 7 a.m. at Heyday, South Oklahoma City, right there at Indian Hills and I-35. And then Friday morning at 1130 at the New York Life Building. I teach that one also. I actually created that one for single parents because they had kid duty in the morning. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but you got a bunch of people who don't like to get up at 7 a.m. coming <laughs> to that one now, so they cheat. Uh, well, yeah, well, I understand. They're still givers. I'm, yeah. I, I'm not a 7 a.m. guy, but I might try to make it to a meeting before too long. Well, Trey, it's been a pleasure having you here. Uh, thanks for joining us on the OKC Show. And uh, It's my pleasure. If you uh, get a chance, stop by a giver's meeting and uh, look them up online and become a giver. I'm Jason Baffrey. It's been my pleasure. You're listening to the OKC Show, and we are out of here. The OKC Show is a production of Destiny Creative.